I'm Junie Felix, and this is Moving Forward, Tiny Habits for Successful Soul Care. Thank you so much for listening today, and I hope that you and I can encourage one another to walk by faith and to live out of love instead of fear more and more every day. A lot of my friends, colleagues, and prayer partners have been talking about quarantine fatigue. Have you heard about that? I'm really thankful for the research that's happening there with quarantine fatigue because shelter in place, and there's just so many other factors here that are causing many of us to feel these negative emotions that we did not expect. They say depression is on the rise and all kinds of different things related to feeling isolated and missing out on some of the things that we enjoyed but didn't really realize that we so enjoyed in life when it comes to seeing and interacting with other people. Now, this is really hard for many of us, but I've, I've found from based on my peer group or social group that for the extroverts, this is really, really hard like myself. So in with all that said, there are still and always plenty of reasons to be thankful. That's one of my favorite tiny habits. It's just gratitude, being sincerely thankful. And I love this tiny habit because it's so rewarding. As soon as you start looking for things to be thankful for, huh, there they are. Now, one of my favorite things that I've discovered, a good thing about quarantine life, is that I have so many more opportunities to just stop drop, sit down and read. And I love to read. I have so many great books. But this morning, I was spending time with my youngest son, Elijah. And we decided to reread a famous story about his namesake in the biblical book of First Kings. Now, Elijah was a guy who had it all together. I mean, this dude was famous in all the land. When he prayed, God answered every single time in a way that no one could really miss. His prayer life was legendary, and God even blessed him with the ability to bring people back from the dead. He could start a drought, he could stop a drought, you name it. If you read in 1 Kings chapter 17, the child of the widow that Elijah was staying with during a time of drought became very sick. This little boy, he got so sick that he died. And Elijah went over to her and he took the child from her arms. He carried the child up to the room where he was staying. And then he began to pray. And the Lord heard the voice of Elijah. And this little boy came back to life. I mean, like I said, Elijah had it all together until he didn't. Now, sometime later, after three years of spending uninterrupted time with God, speaking for God to all the land, performing miracle after miracle to the extent that he'd become so well known all over the place. And if you fast forward, though, to chapter 19, Elijah is missing. The truth is he burned out. And it's not something you hear talked a lot about a lot in the community of faith, but I'm really thankful. One of my mentors, Dr. Don Hawkins, he wrote a book called How to Beat Burnout, and I read it in my 20s, and I'm so thankful for that because it was a, a nice, just truth-filled reminder of the fact that intimacy with God does not mean immunity from burnout. Elijah was so burned out and so depressed, and I believe he felt so lonely that he just wanted to die. I mean, he wasn't suicidal, but he literally asked God to kill him. Now, this is so important to understand in a life of faith, and especially in matters of successful soul care. It's good to know that intimacy with God does not mean it's impossible for you to burn out. 
I mean, you can do all things through Christ who gives you strength, but it doesn't mean you have to do all things. You don't have to do everything, you know? I think Elijah was just exhausted. He was so obedient for so long, so faithful, and that's what led him into exile for those three years. His connection to his community was all but gone, and I, I'm feeling that right now in some ways. He'd had a massive showdown with the enemies of his people, he was standing strong for the one true God. And this burnout happened after this huge event where he's calling down fire from the heavens to let everyone know that only God is the Lord. And then he found out that Queen Jezebel wanted to hunt him down and kill him. He had, he was, he had a bounty on his head for embarrassing her priest. And that must have been it for Elijah. <laughs> he, he was done. He just wanted some, some peace from all the drama and all the chaos. And so he wandered out alone into the wilderness. The scripture says he ran for his life and he sat under a juniper tree. And there he requested, and this is I'm reading directly from the text here, he requested for himself that he might die. And I wonder if he was also just so disappointed in himself for responding with such fear and hopelessness. I mean, nobody really knows, but it reminded me of a conversation that I had last Sunday night during our small group Zoom meeting. We started out talking about how to build a life of wisdom on the foundation of God's love. My church, Ginger Creek, is doing a series called uh, House Rules about how to build a culture of your house around God's rules from his word. And we then wandered into a conversation about God's opinion of us, you know, his judgment. We, we went to talking about judgment day. You talk about a big swing, but, you know, we keep it real. And we talked about what does God think or feel about the times when we know we've fallen short of his will for our lives? And my friend Dennis, he said something along the lines of, I wonder if God is as disappointed with me as I am with myself when I mess up. And immediately I thought of Elijah, but not Elijah the famous prophet. I thought about Elijah, my 14-year-old son. The Saturday before our small group conversation, well, just a, a few weeks, a couple of weeks before, inspired by the Miracle Grow COVID-19 commercial. I mean, have you seen them? They're so inspiring. I mean, it's so well done, the music, everything. So my kiddo, who is uh, 14, he's very good at gardening. And I decided, oh, let's start our very own, and I quote, 2020 Victory Garden, just like the commercial says. So we planted jalapenos, tomatoes, basil, and zucchini. And I just decided, okay, he's focused and he's really good at this. So he was doing something called, he calls spacing the seeds. He's a great gardener and he was happy and peaceful and focused. So I left him for a little bit to get something from inside the house. But when I came back, Elijah was gone. I mean it. I mean, he simply, it was like he vanished. Now he does this a lot. Ever since he was three years old, I have been chasing Elijah because if he sees something that he's interested in or if he's afraid, he'll just take off. He's super impulsive and he always has been. And now he's exceptionally abled, as I like to say, but he's literally a genius. And that impulsivity is a constant factor. We've heard some news about break-ins in our area as some people are going coronavirus crazy. So I immediately started calling out for him. I was rushing around outside looking in every direction, didn't want to alert my neighbors or anything. So I wasn't like screaming for him or anything because, you know, I'm used to chasing Elijah. But then I just, you know, I, I figured he wasn't outside, so he couldn't have gotten that far. So I ran back into the house calling out for him no response. Now, at this point, my heart is just thumping. And I finally reminded myself in an instant. I slowed down. I, I just stopped, breathed, and I prayed, Lord, where is my child? And then I came down the stairs and suddenly there he was smiling at me. 
And I said, where were you? You scared me half to death. My son said, I'm sorry, mom. I was up at the top of that tree. I didn't mean to scare you. I just wanted to climb the tree. And I said, okay, that's fine. But you heard me calling for you and you didn't say anything and you saw me looking for you. And really, I wasn't mad at him. I was just so glad that he was okay. And I'd forgotten to take my eyes off of him. And this brings me back to the the, the issue that my friend brought up in our small group meeting. And it's an issue that so many of us deal with, that when it comes to things that will definitely lead to spiritual exhaustion and burnout, and I've learned this from over the years from literally hundreds of people, maybe even a thousand people or, or more, the people who want to live true lives of faith, because they would write in, they would call, they would email or text to whichever show I was hosting, and they would express that. They wondered if when we feel disappointed in ourselves over a mistake we've made, some symbolic tree we've climbed up, it's tempting to believe that God is also disappointed too. It's really a very common question in the journey of faith. So I'm here to tell you today that he's not. It's tempting to believe that God is disappointed. And please know that temptation is not the thing that separates us from God. The temptation is not the problem. It's, it's common to believe God's disappointed too. All kids feel that way. We're God's kids. But the truth is, I'm here to tell you today, he is not. His ways are not our ways. His thoughts are not our thoughts. And he's such a loving father. And just as I was calling out for my son and he wasn't answering me, God calls out to you and me, even when we pretend we don't hear him, even when we are looking away like we don't see him, we know he's there, but he's glad when we finally come home and we're safe from, we're safe with, (laughs) we're safe with him. Now, if you feel distant from God, that's where I was going with that, afraid that you know that he knows that you've gotten distracted, you've gone up that symbolic tree somewhere. It's because we're the ones who've moved away from what's best for our lives. God is right there hoping that we'll see him, we'll hear him, and we will just come home. Please know God loves your questions. And it doesn't matter if you're up the tree or under it, like the namesake Elijah under the juniper tree. God cares about every single part of your life. I mean, the hairs on your head are numbered. And if you don't have any hairs on your head, you know, he still knows. And he wants to be there for you and with you. Elijah the prophet met with God under the juniper tree, and God wasn't upset with him. He told him to take a nap, to rest, because he was exhausted. If you look at that passage there, Elijah was exhausted. So God tells him to, first he gives him something to eat, and then he tells him to to get some rest. Now, after Elijah is rested and restored, we don't know the span of time there, but God then meets with Elijah over and over again and reminds him about who he is and the calling of God on his life. And then the Lord provided him with specific instructions for the next chapter in the journey. And maybe that's where you are today. We're all dealing with so much uncertainty. We're asking big questions about the future, our professional and personal relationships. We're also asking big questions about God. And if that's where you are today, I I do pray that you'll take the time, make the time to read about Elijah in 1 Kings and see what God reveals to you there about who he is and how he loves. One of my all-time favorite tiny habits that I'm excited to share with you today is to take the questions. Let the questions that you're asking, first you got to slow down and listen for them, and then let those questions serve as your prompt to take positive action in some tiny way. Journal the question, take a nap, whisper a tiny prayer like, God, help. 
then celebrate your decision to walk by faith, one tiny choice at a time, because that's what accumulates into a life of successful soul care. Thank you so much for listening today. I'm praying for you that you will be brave, be wise, be mindful, be present, and be kind to yourself and others because you are so loved. Please stop by juniefelix.com to download a free gift and receive updates on the release of my newest project. It's moving forward, tiny habits that lead from trauma to faith.